Gavi Gittle. Why we do it? Why we do it? I do it for the turn up. Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. My name is Ari. And I'm Felicia. And you're listening into Pitchworthy, where we talk about faith, sports, and everything under the sun, basically. Um, so today we're going to be talking about the issue of burnout, which, you know, I feel like everybody kind of experiences at some point in their sport. And specifically, we'll be talking about how we have, you know, experienced burnout before we went into college. Um, and this is sort of uh, a part of our larger series about transitioning. So this will be about us, you know, facing a turning point um, in a burnout phase. And then we'll have some other episodes dealing with different types of transitions in different phases of our lives. Right. And I think, I know this is something a lot of people, athlete or non-athlete, go, go through. So I don't know, I thought it was transition, especially at the present time too. It's really huge. And how do we deal with that properly? Yeah. And so um, I think it's cool that we're going to be talking kind of about when we were younger, you know, and kind of diving deeper into some of like a root issue of like when we first started to face hardship in our sport. Because I think that if you played sports up to a high level, you can always remember back to a time when you kind of had this question, like, is this worth it? Is this worth it? Why am I doing this? And so um, I think it'll be really cool to dive deep into that because I really haven't done that in a long time or maybe ever. I don't know. What about you, Felicia? Like, when was the last time you thought about, you know, the, the core struggles of when you were younger playing? Yeah, I think the past few months being in quarantine and being back in the Philippines has definitely led me into a time of reflection and just think about those times where I've struggled with burnout and transition when I was younger, as well as, you know, obviously during this pandemic, there's we're going through a lot of transition and burnout phases, um, just navigating through life. So I'm really excited to talk about this topic. So Ari, why don't you just kick us off and talk about any burnout or transition phases that you had when you were younger and, you know, maybe what started that? Yeah. So I can specifically think of when I, I think started to burn out was when I was like 13. And then when I turned, like went into sewing softball and um, uh, what is it? Travel softball. Um, or I guess for some people, they say like club sports, you know, which is more competitive, but there's like a 12U and then you go up to 14U when you like get older. And when I went into 14U, I think that was when the level of play I just started to realize was like getting a lot harder and I was pushing myself a lot more. And it was around this age, you know, around, I was like, what, maybe, maybe I was 12 playing up or 13. So I'm in about middle school. I'm like, okay, I want to pursue playing in college, you know, and even though, I mean, I still, that's kind of a, a young age for thinking about college and stuff. It really does start. And so um, the level of play got a lot higher. And then I started to look a lot more forward to the future, more in the long run. And I began to just push myself more and more and more. And I, I think that was the moment when there was more time being spent playing softball, less time, you know, being, I guess, like a, a regular kid, if you want to use that. 
term, um, you know, hanging out with my friends or having free weekends or Mm -hmm. spending my summers on vacation. They were always spent playing softball. And I think I did reach a burnout point, um, especially with um, just, I mean, I, I used to be a pitcher, but I pitched my whole life and it was so stressful to me. And I ended up giving up, giving up pitching and just pursuing outfield, which was one of the best decisions I've ever made, but it took a lot to get to that point. And I also like, like, I had that question, is this worth it? Do I want to play softball before I made that decision? And it was just, it was a tough time. Um, But yeah, what is, what did your, what that look like for you? If you even had a burnout phase or how would you even describe it? Well, this might come a shock to some people, but yes, I have struggled and I have struggled with burnout when I was young. And, um, <laughs> um, yeah, little did I know that this transition phase also was just going to be the first of many. So, yes, um, this definitely has prepared me for some transition phases I've gone through in my life. Um, not the current one, though. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I kind of similar to you, Ari. My started around 13, 14 as well. So I started competing internationally when I was eight. I went to play tournaments in the U.S. every summer, and I was pretty decent. I remember just going through this phase of that time when everyone was hitting their growth spurts. People are hitting the ball longer. People are getting stronger. And here I was kind of starting to experience this slump. Like I felt like I wasn't going anywhere with my game. And it finally hit me when I didn't qualify for my first um, Junior World event. And that's when these questions started popping up in my head, like, what place does golf have in my life? Do I really want to play golf? Do I really love golf? Will I really put in all the work that is entailed of me in this sport? And just all these other questions, like, I think it was the first time that I've ever struggled with this thing now that I've, you know, gotten more acquainted with, which was the struggles with identity, but looking back, I think that was the first time I've really ever struggled with my identity and thinking, okay, like, what am I aside from, you know, my sport? Yeah. And I think even too, when you're faced with the burnout, it's like, okay, well, I'm not really happy with where I am right now, but I don't even know what it looks like on the other side. Like, I think I always like not playing. And I think I always had this vision of, oh, the grass is greener on the other side. Like, I'd just be able to focus on school and get into like a top school or I'd be able to, you know, go out and find something different to do. But then there's kind of this fear and this tension of like, well, I don't know if that's true though, you know? <laughs> and then it's Yeah. Like, but I'm also not seeing how the grass is green over here with the sport that I'm playing but and that I love, but is also taking so much out of me. And so it's just kind of it can feel like a lose-lose situation. And I think, like you said, that's the first time in my life where I kind of felt like I had a big decision to make. And now, I mean, looking back on it, I feel like it did prepare me for, for different, for, you know, the future and different circumstances that I was going to face later. But I mean, I was so young. I, I thought it was the end of the world if I didn't play softball. Like, it was over for me. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we've talked about this too, like, previously, just, like, how it feels like, how do I even deal with not being a golfer if I do decide to quit? I think for me, like, you know, my parents weren't, 
like pressuring me at all to play golf or anything like that. Like they were very, just very supportive. But like for me, like I live beside a golf course, like a lot of people knew me in the golf community. So a part of me felt like, oh my gosh, like what is going to become of me if I quit? Like it was right. almost this like, how do I like deal with not <laughs> golfing? And also I actually don't want to quit this thing because I don't even know what that looks like without the sport right. in my life. Yeah, and it's so crazy because then you later on get into college, which of course we'll talk about that another episode, but then it's like we have all these core struggles, right, with identity, and it's like, man, my sport is my identity, but I mean, even as we're talking about it right now, I'm like, holy smokes, like it started way before then, just the way that I viewed sport, and like I'm hoping that even if anyone is younger or listening to this, or even is you know, earlier in college and wants to play pro because it, you know, it doesn't really matter where you're at in life, but just to recognize it earlier. Because I mean, I totally had this, my sport is my identity mentality without even knowing it when I was younger. And then when I got into college, it just, it blew up in my face completely because of what happened earlier. So it's like, it's so crazy to realize, you know, the origin of all of this. Yeah. So for you, like with dealing with all those questions, like how are you able to kind of navigate through that? Like, did you have someone specific in your life that's kind of led you to, I don't know, like the greener pastures or so Christianese <laughs> or, or um, yeah, like has that impacted your faith at all, like to the present day? Because I think for me, it for sure has. But how did that look like for you? Yeah, I would definitely say my parents played the biggest role in helping me get through that time. I'm very, very type A. I'm super hard on myself. And my parents are the exact opposite, which is so funny because I grew up playing alongside teammates that could, you know, they really didn't really care as much about softball maybe as I did, but their parents were super hard on them. So I was kind of this, like, you know, vice versa situation. I cared so much. And my parents were like, you did great today. And I'm like, what do you mean I did great today? I did terrible. And so I'm just really glad that my parents weren't super hard on me too. And my dad has always been super relaxed and very positive and encouraging. He's always, you know, just reminded me that I have natural talent and if I work hard, everything's going to be fine and God, you know, allows me to play softball for a reason and I'm gifted in this. So just to trust him and to keep grinding and my mom is also very positive. Um, they really just, they want to make sure I have a positive experience. They, they really didn't care about the outcome on the field and I am actually like looking back on that so grateful because if I had harder parents, I think I would have, the burnout would have just went completely overboard. So they were really my anchor of just being gentle and positive and affirming, even when to me, it seemed like the wheels were falling off and I was just mm -hmm. this disgrace to softball because I played a bad game or something, you know, and I was like, I don't know if this is worth it. And my parents were like, dude, what's wrong? Like, you're fine. And <laughs> And it was, it's actually hard for me to accept that even to this day, but it's a little bit easier because I'm, I'm like reminded of that is what got me through that. And that's what will get me through 
the times I still feel that way or those thoughts come up, I'm reminded like, okay, you know what? Like it's, it's really not that serious. I can't let the game hold on to me that much. But, um, I don't know. What about you? Did you have, uh, people come alongside you as well? Yeah. And I can definitely relate to you on that, especially with the parents, but yeah, they're really devout Christians. And before each game, especially when I was young, they would always tell me, remember who you're playing this for, remember your purpose, remember that you're doing this for God. And they would always pray with me before tournaments, even till this day, like wherever I am in the world, I definitely try to call them before I tee off. And that's just been really great to grow up with. But yeah, I mean, growing up with, you know, hearing that, I definitely took the whole remember who you're playing for and you're playing for Christ as like this oh yeah there's this extra power I can tap into when you know I feel like I'm doubting myself or I don't feel good enough um and that's what it was for me but when push comes to shove when I was experiencing that slump I definitely was questioning you know why does God have me here and those things I've already said earlier like where does golf come into my life? Like what place does golf have in my life and what place does God have in my life? And during those times, that's when a friend of mine introduced me to this movie called Facing the Giants, which is this Christian sports film. And the message of that movie was that in everything, we should glorify God in all that we do because that's what we're living for as Christians anyway. And, you know, the movie was just talking about how if we don't glorify God, even if you win all these games and all these tournaments, we'll miss out on the blessing that God has for us. We'll miss out on seeing God's glory and possibly being used by God to impact others. And I thought, wow, that's a really great perspective. I kind of need that right now. And then there was this character also in that movie who just really struck me with what he said. He was a small um, football player on the team and he told his dad, why am I so small? I don't understand why I'm on this team. And his dad said, he put you on that team so that he can be glorified through you so that people can see how mighty he is through you. And that definitely just struck me. You know, just all those questions I said I was wrestling with, that kind of answered it for me. You know, I felt like God was speaking to me through that to tell me, hey, just stick it out. Like, you don't depend on your own strength, you depend on mine. And this passion that I gave you, this love for golf that I've given you, continue to just hone in on that and just trust me with this. I remember just, you know, just surrendering that to God during that time. And that definitely deepened my relationship with Christ, as well as I'm really thankful to have had really great role models growing up. I mean, I didn't know them personally, unfortunately, but Bethany Hamilton and Tim Tebow. So Bethany Hamilton is a surfer that lost her arm at 13. Why we go through all these struggles at 13, I don't know. But yeah, Bethany Hamilton lost her arm at 13. Always dreamt of becoming a professional surfer. Didn't give up. And she was able to inspire so much young girls and so much people, including myself, on that. And has been able to point others to Christ. As well as Tim Tebow, you know, just making everything he does, his ministry, his sport, his shows, whatever he's doing, just pointing people to Christ and just reading his books growing up, you know, having a character above reproach, serving God in whatever you're doing, especially within the context of sport, how we work hard in our sport to give God the glory has definitely, you know, been those kind of, I guess, 
encouragement to me during those times. I think those are the things that came alongside me. That's really cool. Yeah. And I love how you, like when you touch on like purpose, you know, it kind of seems like you're just like, why am I going through all of this? And then to realize, I think you brought up like, I, I don't know, I forget what you said, but it reminded me of the verse, um, what is it to gain the world yet forfeit your soul? You know, like, what is it if I were to play as great as I can or I'm able to, but I don't give the glory to God? Mm-hmm. And you're just talking about, like, the purpose of playing is giving the glory to God. And, you, like, having that to hold on to in the midst of burnout, like, that is an anchor, man. Like, that's going to hold you because that is – the Lord's promise you know like if you are there to glorify him no matter what's going on that's really cool and I feel like you had a really cool support system and Mm -hmm. I mean you like you said you had role models you were looking up to like Tim Tebow and Bethany Hamilton who are you know the epitome of that they they preach that and that's their ministry they say those things and so it's really cool that you learn you learn from that and then you are later on you know when you grew up are able to say that to your teammates or kind of be that example so that's really cool um I was going to ask you like what advice would you give to somebody who is experiencing burnout or maybe like especially since we're talking about like being younger and stuff I know that we might have older athletes listening to this and you know Mm -hmm. we we coach younger athletes we're around younger athletes we want to be that example for them how could we even be intentional about having these conversations with younger athletes maybe about how to get through the burnout or how to get through those difficulties yeah that's a really great question Ari well first of all I would say to the person that might not have God in their life or is just kind of in that place where you're not sure about this Christianity God thing yet I think it's a great time to really dive into who God is and what that might look like to follow him. And for the Christian athlete, I would say invite God into this space in that feeling of frustration, transition, burnout, and whatever else may come during this time or during what you're facing. It's a great opportunity to invite God into this space and to let him show you who he is, to let him speak into your life. And who knows, maybe this transition phase, this burnout phase, it might serve as an anchor to the storms to come in the future. And I'm not saying this to scare anybody. I mean, it's no shock that we're going to go through difficulties again in the future. So yeah, that's what I would say is that allow God to speak to you during this time. Because ultimately, I can give all this advice and tips and tricks. Um, Not that I'm any expert in this. But yeah, I could say all these things. But at the end of the day, I think I want to leave it up to God to speak to you what to do during this time. I don't know. What do you think, Ari? Um, Yeah, so if if we focus on like young athletes, people you're coaching, I would say just don't be shy about Mm. your faith. You know, if if someone comes to you asking a question about getting through a hardship or what was it like for you, I mean... Tell it like it is, man. I'm telling you who got me through this. Like, Jesus Christ got me through the hardest battles of my life. Like, I I would just say, like, don't be shy about the hope that you have within you. Mm. You know, I mean, it's not like you have to be 
like shoving it down people's throats or anything like that, of course. But I mean, you're simply just being honest. And in a lot of cases, I would just tell people like, I just have a higher purpose and I play the game with a higher purpose. And is, does that look beautiful and amazing? And am I hitting home runs every game? Like, obviously not. But I think the greatest thing is not who God is to me in like the greatest moments of the game, but who God is to me when I'm struggling the hardest. And Mm. when you relay that message to people you're coaching or even just teammates or peers, um, I would say, don't be shy about it, you know, be open with them um, and let them know that it's not going to look perfect. Um, And if you are talking to somebody um, who, who has a burnout or if you're experiencing burnout yourself, um, I would just go honestly back to what Felicia said before, like the purpose. And I think that it's so easy to look at, you know, a piece of life right now, but not, you know, look at the whole picture of what God could possibly be up to. There are times Mm -hmm. in the burnout, I'm like, God, this makes no sense at all. Like, how come this happened? And then down the road, whether it be the next day or way down the road, I look back and I'm like, oh, like that was the reason for this. So I would just say, always hold on to the fact that God has a purpose. And, you know, that's his promise that he has a purpose for every part of your life. Yeah, there's this thing that they've been reiterating in um, our services in church. I think it was like, don't let your circumstances interpret who God is. Mm. Let who God is interpret your circumstances. So like exactly what you said, focusing on purpose, but ultimately like where does that purpose come from? It comes from who Jesus is first and foremost. So yeah, I think that's, that's a big thing that I try to focus on right now. Yeah, absolutely. So Ari, to anyone who's going through this right now, what do you think they should be looking for and praying for during this time? Yeah. um, I mean, man, I don't know exactly who our audience is. It could be a wide range. I would just Mm -hmm. say pray for, pray for people to come alongside you in general, Um, Mm -hmm. pray for you to run into somebody who could, I would say definitely be a mentor or someone who could almost be like a discipler to you. Um, I mean, that was one of the most life-giving things when I was in college was meeting up with somebody regularly who could you know, pour into me, ask me the questions that needed to be asked about my personal life, you know, Mm -hmm. personal things I was struggling with and someone Mm -hmm. I could trust and be vulnerable with. So I would say pray for someone like that who could be a mentor. Um, If you don't get a mentor, I'd say pray for a church community, pray to find yourself a home church. Yeah. If you're not already at one, Um, there's plenty of great churches out there. I know it can be really intimidating if it's your first time going to church um yeah totally again yeah and that's totally okay and I would say that most people that work at churches understand that as well so just going there and signing up for a small group and be willing to to show up and and just try it you know you never know until you just try something um And then again, I'd even pray for teammates to come alongside you as well. Yeah. Um, I've, I've prayed before. I mean, I'm on a pro team right now. I haven't really met most of the girls, but um, like I've prayed that I would find someone else who has similar beliefs or 
someone that I'm just close with and can share my beliefs with and we can yeah. even have conversations and talk about it, you know? So, um, I would, I would say that's probably something you could pray for in terms of community or how to look for community in different ways. Yeah, so good, Ari. I love that you brought up, um, discipleship and just the wide range of people to, come alongside of you during this time. I mean, I've recently been a part of this discipleship group and it's been one of the most life-giving things during this time. And to just be surrounded by these inspiring women has been great. But yeah, I asked that question because I feel like when we were younger and during that time of transition and burnout and what have you, it's easy to feel like you're the only one going through that. And it's kind of so unique and no one's going to understand you and as a result it causes us to just isolate ourselves and not want to share to anyone I remember at that time feeling like am I really going through like somewhat of an existential crisis because of my sport like I felt like it was kind of laughable you know to some people yeah and I think that's one of the lies that the enemy tries to tell us is you're, no one's going to understand your circumstances or you're going to yeah. be or like your circumstances isn't even really that bad. You know, that was like the major thing of like, why am I talking about my struggles when yeah. there's X, Y, and Z person over here struggling? Let's just make it clear right now. There's always going to be someone who's struggling more than you are, has it worse than you, you do, you know, but, doesn't negate the fact that you're going through something and you need people to come alongside you so never let the enemy speak that into you and disguise that as a truth that's it's yeah. a lie and we community we need people to come alongside us and talk to um so always always feel like you're able to talk to people right yeah absolutely yeah, I think that kind of wraps up our time right now, like talking about the pre-stage of Subverta. I mean, man, like we've hit a lot of great topics, but I think this is something that is a continuing conversation. And I mean, you would agree, yeah. Ari, it's something that we're still constantly dealing with, um, especially during this pandemic. And I feel like just being able to bring us back to those times where, you know, God's come through. I mean, as we said, during that time, it felt like, oh my gosh, this is the end of my world at 13 years old. I don't know how to move on from this. I don't know who I am. Um, everyone's just out. Everyone's just out there. You know what? What was going on that time? Uh, people were listening to like My Chemical Romance or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like 13, 14 was just a crazy age. We were like begging to be emo, anyways. <laughs> So yeah, I think it's a continuing conversation and yeah, I would love to have this conversation again with someone else. So yeah, um, that kind of concludes our time. Do you have any closing remarks, Ari? No, I I don't think so really, other than what we really just said. I, identity was the big thing and I never, re I didn't realize that when I was younger and that drastically affected me and was really hard really hard to like yeah. separate sport and identity and so I would say as soon as you can recognize the difference do it and the only way you can do that is by knowing who God says you are and so um just leaning into that truth of who he says you are regardless of your sport as soon as you can because yeah. that would be my advice to you in terms of burnout 
man when you did that like whole like our listeners on like the podcast or like on Spotify can't see this but when you did this oh, like yeah. hand motion thing bro I felt my heart being stripped out of something because that's exactly what it feels like at least to me is like you know it's not an easy thing to go through but I didn't realize or I didn't even really like understand this word identity like what is that when till I got to college I think and I heard it in a lot of Christianese settings I'm like oh identity like that's a good one but when yeah. I really dove into oh my gosh okay what is this thing um and yeah I think sometimes too like there's a certain like struggle with identity in good and bad and I feel like sometimes the struggles with identity too when you're going through t- transitions when you're doing well as a young athlete like it could just feel like oh my gosh it's the first time you know you're getting this adrenaline rush from something and it's like yeah. oh my gosh I actually really want this like I want to be recognized as one of the best young junior golfers or I want to be recognized as one of the best pitchers in my county like who wouldn't want that but then just going through that I think moving into like you know like college phase like just being like okay actually this is not solid ground that i ever want to be in it feels great at the moment but one like push comes to shove I'm I'm back to Jesus it's a rat race please (laughs) yeah exactly we just hope that you can really just at the end of this you know find Jesus or discover Jesus during this time Ari anything else just know who you are in Christ and know that he has a purpose for your life 100 percent yeah all right. Well, stay tuned for our next podcast where we talk about our transition in college. That's that's about to be a ooh, that's, that's about to be something. So, thanks, guys. God bless.